You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey there, this is Danielle. And this is Jamie. Welcome to episode 31 of the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast. We are super excited to bring you an interview with Kiara Fenderson today. We have been talking a lot about mindset on the past few episodes because we know that this is something that we have dealt with in our own business and for ourselves. And we know that it's something that our audience is also thinking a lot about. I am very excited to hear what Kiara has to say. But I also want to hear from the HQ members. I'd love to hear what their mindset issues are. I feel like in our last episode, we kind of spilled our guts. <laughs> so it's their turn. What do you think has been your biggest mindset issue? That's a tough one. I think for me, it's that sort of organizational processes. I have this like block in my mind against them. I'm not bad at it. It's just, I don't know. I struggle with that. So productivity, staying on task not being all squirrel. That's definitely been my biggest mindset issue. How about you? I think for me, it's mostly the stuff that goes on in my head when I get stressed. As we have said many times, I go into imposter mode and I start freaking out and it's just not, it's not a particularly good use of my time. And when we were first getting started, I definitely had money mindset issues. And I think that I have dealt with those, but it was for sure a big issue when we were getting started. So I am super excited. This interview, Kiara is going to talk a bit about money mindset. And I think that that's just something that is so rampant in entrepreneurs. I see that a lot. That is um, not something that I've struggled with. Um, and so I feel like I'm a little bit more aware of it from other people when people talk about it. So I think that's going to be great because I, I know it is a very common mindset issue. Well, before we jump into our interview with Kiara, let's tell you a little bit about her. Kiara Fenderson is a professional speaker and a certified coach who helps successful leaders reinvent their relationship to their ambition. She has inspired business and professional women's audiences with her dynamic keynotes, TED style talks, and interactive workshops to embrace a new style of ambition and step into their mode mindset. I love that term. Before becoming a coach, Kiara led teams as a marketing director for more than 10 years. She secretly geeks out on productivity, personal branding, and high performance. She holds the professional certified coach credential from the International Coach Federation and a bachelor's in marketing from George Mason University. So let's jump into her interview after a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Mm-hmm. 
This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full-service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www.hashtag-legal.com. Kiera, welcome to the show. Can you tell everybody a bit about yourself and your background? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, sure. So um, before I became a business coach, I was in the marketing industry and I was one of those hardcore hustling, climbing the corporate ladder type of girls. I was the youngest director in my company. I was leading teams, just doing all the things. And I burned myself out hard. Um, I unexpectedly lost my job. Uh, everything just felt like it ended a disarray. And before I knew it, I had stumbled into this thing called coaching. Um, I went through a 12-month coaches training program and completely transformed my life. So I like to say that I have a really fun blend of ambition, marketing expertise, and like the coaching mindset accountability that blends it all together, making me like a really good quality high-level business coach, if I don't mind myself saying. <laughs> Not, I love it. When we met, you told me that you work with entrepreneurs on mindset. And we really talked about money mindset at that point. And I was so intrigued, as I have talked about on the podcast before, this has been a huge hurdle for me in the past, money mindset. And I know that other people in our audience deal with the same thing. So we are super excited to talk a little bit more about mindset and then to dive into some money mindset with you. Yeah, I think mindset's really, really important. And it's something that I'm so fortunate that I stumbled upon becoming a coach. Before I became a coach, I was also doing some marketing side gigs. You know, everyone has a side hustle nowadays. And it was more about creating a product, fulfilling a service and getting paid. And so as I went through my training and now working with my clients for years and years and years, I've discovered that a lot of entrepreneurs are so ambitious. They're so passionate but they're always focused on the doing that the mindset stuff gets completely skipped over. It's something that you don't even think about. Ironically, it's really where most of us get caught up in terms of trying to create our next level success. So why do you think mindset is such an issue? I know you said that we're focused really on the doing. Why do you think we tend to ignore that side of things? Well, I mean, here's a couple of things to think about when you're ambitious, you're usually used to hustling and going. And one thing that we don't notice is how much we're hustling for other people's approval. And so then we start to attach our success or our worth to our results. You know, if you think about it back in school, you know, you did a certain thing, you got a grade when you went to college, you know, everything was about pleasing some person or achieving some status in order for yourself to feel good and worthy. So I think what happens is, when you go into becoming an entrepreneur or in business for yourself, you don't really have a boss. You know, you have your clients and such, but you have, to, I think we naturally just create this imaginary person to strive for because we just don't know another way. We aren't really connected to um, ourselves as the individual the passions that we have in terms of why we created the business in the first place and redefining success on our own terms. So I think we go into business thinking, let's make money, let's serve clients, let's have a lot of visibility and never actually taking a step back and saying, okay, 
what does success look like for me in this business? Okay. Everything you said resonates a lot because maybe (laughs) after we get done every episode, I'm like, so Dr. Producer Don, can you give me a grade on how that went? And he's just like, okay. And (laughs) I still crave that that gold star, but I'm also super ambitious, as you have said. And one thing that I know you talk about a lot is there's this difficulty that many women face with ambition. Why do you think that comes into play as well? Yeah, this is something I'm really passionate about. Having gone through it myself and having seen so many of my friends, family, and clients go through it. So I told you earlier in terms of my background, I burned out myself. I will tell you this for sure. As I was going through my burnout, it became clear to me that I was hustling for other people's approval. And I think that just comes from years of being marginalized in the past. I mean, from a nine to five corporate culture, women are always trying to fight for a seat at the table. And so as I I was growing up as a young black female, in our culture, we always talk about you always have to work that much harder. You have to prove yourself that much more to make up for your background, which is a tough thing to hear. And so I think as women, we're always trying to prove our worth, especially among our men counterparts. And by doing that, um, we, we look to be seen as equals in the eyes of other people. And when I first started my first year in business as a coach, I was doing that and didn't realize I was doing it. So here I'm going for a full year hustling and striving and and doing pretty well, but not actually paying attention to what felt aligned for me, what business results were important. And by the end of the year, I had surmounted thousands of dollars of debt. And I was faced with this really scary crossroads that was, do I pull from my 401k Or do I step back into the nine to five grind? But I had made a commitment to myself. I said, Kiara, you will not go back. So if you pull this money from your 401k, who you're going to be in the next phase of your business has to match who you know yourself to be internally. And I'm telling you, when you put your money on the line, which is ironic because we're talking about money mindset, when you put your money on the line, when you really put something at risk, You shift who you are internally. And that's when I was able to really start to achieve for myself, to align the things that I needed for myself. And consequently, I was being seen as an equal or up to par or whomever. I don't even care anymore because it's just comparisonitis. But it's really about making that commitment to yourself that you're here for what is aligned for you first before other people come into play. But I think all of us have to go through a shift. And my mission is making sure that no one has to burn out in order to come to that realization. I think that's so important. We're talking primarily to people in the influencer marketing industry, and we hear so much conversation about burnout. It feels for most people like it is 24 seven. Yeah, And I understand that completely. Um, In my last job working for an influencer network, it was 24-7 holidays, you name it. I always tell people during my last couple of months when I was at the company before we started businesses and hashtag legal, I remember answering emails on Thanksgiving Day with people who Mm -hmm. had questions about campaigns and the holidays. Like It's very hard to take a break when you're on nonstop. How do you recommend if you know you're in burnout? And I think that it's, first of all, I don't think a lot of people recognize when they're in burnout. So maybe we can start there and say, are there symptoms that somebody can recognize in themselves? Oh, for sure. For sure. There's, so we can approach this in like three phases, right? 
the first phase to think about, think about yourself and think about the people who are around you. You can tell someone's in burnout based off of a couple of factors. Number one, what does their self-care look like? So if they're coming in disheveled, frantic, oh, they usually have their hair done or they wore that outfit again, little things like that will cue you up. The other thing to look at is your eating habits. When we're overwhelmed, when we're burned out, we tend to do quick lunches or we'll skip lunch altogether. I used to do that all the time. I got to a point where I didn't even realize that I was hungry until maybe four or five o'clock at my full-time job. This is before I had my business because I was constantly on the go. And then of course your irritability level. You can tell um, where your patience is just based off of how many things that are going on. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're burned out, but you might be on the brink. That leads me to like the second answer to your question. Before you can do anything about burnout, you have to understand what your unique cycle is. Everyone has their own unique cycle, overwhelm cycle, burnout cycle, whatever you want to call it. You know, those times where you feel like, oh my gosh, if I get one more thing, if I have to do one more thing, I'm going to explode. That is a trigger. That's a cue for you. The moment those words come out of your mouth is the moment you have an opportunity to take control. When that happens to me, I literally have to go tell, you know, my business partners, my husband, people who are immediately around me, I can't take on one more thing. Please help me protect my schedule. And it may even literally just say, just being like calling your grandma back or going out for drinks. It may not have to be work-related, but you have to learn to honor those cues. That is such good advice. And this whole conversation is basically me going to be saying, oh, maybe I do that. Maybe I do that quite a bit. But I recently got to that point and I just kind of said, you know what, right now I'm going to take five minutes to just take a short walk, clear my head, take some deep breaths, and then figure it all out. And that's really all you can do is try to look at it. So for when somebody is noting that they're there and they are in it, sometimes I think when you're in it, it's even harder to, to find your path out. Do you have any tips on how to break out of that? Yeah. Stop, drop, and roll. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so, it's so serious. It's like when you're, uh, when you're overwhelmed or burned out, it's like you're on fire. You stop, drop, and roll, like you said, and go and take a walk. But here's the thing. There's kind of like different levels. There's right before you're blazing on fire. And then there's the point where you're blazing on fire. And then there's the point where you're burnt to a crisp, but you still got to somehow dust off the ash and come back around. When you're at that fire point of like, I can't take it, it's stop, drop and roll and give yourself some grace. It's going to be one of the most challenging things to do. And I work with my clients on this a lot. Actually, I have a current client right now who she has been overwhelmed trying to transition from her nine to five job to her own business, which is tough. And I said, you have to let yourself off the hook somewhere. So you stop, drop and roll. And maybe you say, you know what, what's the bare minimum that I need to get done today. And then after that, I cut out because here's the thing about your brain and your mind. It always resets every day. So once you go to sleep, your brain kind of it slows down, all momentum stops, all of that energy stops. When you wake up in the morning, that's when you have a choice to decide to pick up on the craziness from yesterday or choose for it to be smoother. Setting your intention in the morning actually helps you control how that overwhelm is going to be. So sometimes you just got to wave the white flag and say, I'm out for the day and I can pick this up again tomorrow. But let's say you've already burnt out. 
that is the point where it's like, for me, I suggest doing the full brain dump. There's nothing that feels better than a full brain dump. Every single solitary thing that you could ever think of that's driving you crazy on a list and then go get supported by it. So sometimes I'll take that list. I'll bring it to my coach. I'll bring it to my husband. I'll bring it to whomever is around me to support me and say, hey, here's what's going on. My boss, when I was working nine to five, how can you guys work with me to support me and what's going on? Especially as women, we have a hard time asking for support. And that is one of the critical things to transforming any type of mindset, any type of overwhelm and burnout is to not be afraid to get creative with the people who are around you so that you can see some win-wins that you may have never seen. That's what coaching is really about, is helping you see more possibilities. And when you're overwhelmed, you're only seeing the fire. You're not seeing all of the water around you. I think that is such amazing advice. I love the idea of looking at it and then trying to figure out how you can get support because I think that way too frequently in the entrepreneurial space, we all tend to think, I don't have a boss. I don't have a team or a big enough team. I don't have a way to get support. And you're right that there are so many other areas in which we can look for support. So I think Mm -hmm. that's great advice. One of the other areas that we hear a lot about besides burnout is particularly for those who are in early stages of their business, although I think that this probably never fully goes away. Yeah. Fear and confidence are really big factors. Do you have any tactics for walking through fear and confidence issues? Yeah, big. So my main premise that I coach on, that is the number one mindset skill that helps us win as entrepreneurs, it's strengthening your relationship to your intuition. And, you know, when clients come to me, they're all at different phases of their relationship with their intuition. So I like to break it down like this to be able to help you gauge where you are with your intuition, how strongly you can trust it, and that will help you overcome the confidence, making difficult decisions, things like that. So I say there's five stages of your relationship with your ambition. Number one, it could be your life partner. I literally had a talk that I did um, last year and someone said, my intuition is literally my life partner because it saved my life. I think it, you know, when you have that intuition that your house is on fire, that kind of thing, where you know you can rely on her 100%. Most people have like a friendship, level two, friendship relationship where, okay, you know, we hang out here and there. Sometimes I listen to her. She's usually right. You know, when she pops up, I'll say hi. Then there's that third level of acquaintance where you're like, hmm, I think I recognize her face. I know her from somewhere. Sometimes she whispers in my ear. I don't listen to her all the time, but usually she's right. (laughs) And then there's the fourth level, which is what I call your ex-lover, where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I listened to my intuition before, but I got burned. So I don't trust it at all. I trust facts and reality and things like that. And then for some people, for very few people, though, they've just never had a relationship with their intuition. And that's really a good thing because when you don't have a relationship, you can always cultivate one. But I've seen over the months of working with my clients, when we focus on strengthening their intuition, anytime they come to a crossroads, they're able to recognize the difference between what their intuition is versus what a fear-based decision would be. And then they're able to make the decision and stand in the power of their intuition always being right, which again, helps your mindset to have faith in that decision that you've made. As you can tell in everything that I'm saying, the theme is look within more than look externally. Of course you can get advice, but your intuition is that number one thing that 
I've seen helps most entrepreneurs. That's so fantastic. Can you tell us, do you have a couple of tips for somebody who's thinking, I don't know if we're ex-lovers, but we're at least frenemies here and I'm not super comfortable, like just kind of trusting my gut. Do you have a couple of tips on how somebody can go through that act of actively trying to strengthen their intuition? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I love this. So, um, so here I have a book recommendation for you. Okay. Uh, Love it. (laughs) So, uh, uh, the book is called E Squared by Pam Grout. She also has a book called E Cubed. And it's all about working with an unseen energy because your intuition is just like that energetic feeling inside of you. Most people would call the intuition your like coincidence. It's, oh, it's a coincidence I found a dollar on the curb or it's a coincidence that I was just thinking about Danielle and next thing you know, she emails me. It's not a coincidence at all. It's actually working with the unseen energy. And so um, there's a couple of things that you can do throughout your day to test it out. For example, when Danielle pops in my mind, let me go ahead and shoot you a text or send you an email or give you a call. Those are called inspired actions. If you practice every day to take action on one inspired action, you are going to see crazy shifts in your business. I've seen this time and time again. So one of the things that I give as an assignment to my clients is meditate every day. You know, maybe you got to start at two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. You can use all the different apps out there. And then you sit and you say, what are my top three inspired actions? And just let the random universe give you whatever those are and test it out. Why not test out how often your intuition is correct? After a while, with any good habit, you'll start to notice, wait a minute, I can trust her 100%. I think I'll make her a life partner. Um, You have to also be willing to recognize your intuition for what it is and not call them coincidences. Because if you call them coincidences, then you're discrediting its power. And it's completely, again, about your belief system. So if you believe that you are actively working on improving your intuition that you must recognize every time she's at play. I love those tips. I, Jamie and I recently talked about how meditation has made such a huge difference for me when I started meditating each morning. It's the thing that amazes me is when those thoughts come to you while you're meditating, it's something that you need to take note of. And even if you dismiss the thought for the remainder of the meditation, you need to come back to that because it came to you and just acknowledge it, thank it for popping in and then go back to it afterwards. Cause I've had some really important insights just about business while I'm sitting meditating. <laughs> so, yes. So in Pam Grout's book, E squared and E cubed, she is giving you energetic experiments, just like the ones we were talking about with the inspired actions. Right. But she says that you have to act within 48 hours, 48 to 72 hours, because, and it's a really cool concept, but if you think about it, if all the particles are aligned in the universe so that if you call Danielle at this perfect time, cause she's thinking about you for this opportunity and that, that, that there's like a perfect cosmic alignment that's going on that completely could shift within 72 hours. So I usually like to make that a rule, a little game that I play, take an inspired action within 72 hours. That is so, such good advice. I love it. So now I want to talk about one of the biggest issues that I think many entrepreneurs face, and that's money mindset. Mm -hmm. How do you see money mindset issues manifesting in your clients? Yeah, that's a great question. So most of my clients don't actually want to admit that they have money mindset challenges. It's funny too, because my private coaching program is called Mogul Mindset Mastery. So it's very clear that we're going to be talking about mindset. But I usually notice that 
Um, the mindset stuff comes to play when we set revenue goals. And so, of course, as a coach, one of my roles is to hold you accountable. So we'll map out a six-month goal plan, if you wear air quotes around the plan. And as soon as we start to talk about how much money we want to make each month is where my client's anxiety starts to come up. Like one of the clients I had, we set out to have revenue goals. And she was a co-founder with her husband and they were running a tour guide business and they had been doing pretty well with their tickets. But she didn't feel like they actually had any control on the seasonality of the tickets. And so we worked together around some of the money mindset blocks she had. And we were able to open up the possibility that by reaching out to this particular corporate segment, she was able to bulk sell tickets in off-season times. And they ended up doubling their revenue at the end of that year. But it was only because she was willing to do the money mindset work with me so that she could shift the limitation of money's only made one particular way in her business into this other place that stretched her, but it then doubled their revenue. <laughs> so one of those things where you have to peel back the layers to actually start to see what your true relationship to money is. It's not always on the forefront. That's such, I, I love examples like that because for me personally, as soon as I started addressing my issues, we also saw gains there. And I don't yes. know how related they are, if it was just a turn, but I'm going to say, no, it wasn't a coincidence. As you said, <laughs> I shouldn't do and assume that there was something to it for sure. Um, so if you know that you have money mindset issues, how do you recommend people start to address them? So do you have any tips on how to get a better relationship with money? Yeah, for sure. So another book recommendation. <laughs> I'm big into the books. Um, this is one of the books, um, another one of the books I gift in my uh, private coaching program, you are a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. That is such a phenomenal book. So she's a well-known coach and she has a lot of different chapters and tips in that book. But one of the things, one of the exercises that she has you do is write a letter to money. And it's very interesting when you write a letter to money, you're able to see what that core relationship is. Are you angry at it? Are you happy with it? Are you kind of timid and scared? So I think that's a really good exercise. Um, and outside of that, I also have a section in my burnout to breakthrough guide where we talk about how to clean up your money mindset stuff. And one of the first things that you have to do is be honest. So by writing that letter to money, it allows you to privately be honest about what's really going on with your relationship with money. Where the history behind it. Maybe it was in childhood. You know, there's a lot of things that have been developed since we were little kids. But I love, love, love what you said, Danielle, because this is one of the tips that I give about once you start working with your money, you start to see it moving. So I would suggest making a list of all the places where you're not in integrity with your money. You owe somebody $5 here. You didn't collect on this invoice. That's a big thing. I see clients and entrepreneurs time and time again, hesitating on collecting their invoices, the money for their invoices, which is very odd, but it's again, indicative of their money relationship. So you want to make a list of all these things. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be immediate, but work on getting back in integrity with money. Once you're able to move that energy through, then more money and abundance can come to you. You also want to pay attention to where you're looking at abundance versus lack. You'll hear it in your conversations. You'll notice it when you find a penny on the floor. A lot of people will pass up that penny. Don't pass up the penny on the floor because that's just a small example of how money is always around you. So if you start focusing on more abundance than lack, you'll be able to start shifting how you relate to money. And then 
Last but not least, I really do think this is important. Invest in yourself. Pay attention to where you're investing in your own professional and personal development. I'm not just saying hire a coach because I am a coach, but I think that it's important to honor yourself and continue to develop, especially as entrepreneurs, because in our corporate careers, there was budget sometimes for it. But now you owe it to yourself to put money back into yourself and show that there's love and value in money, not just something that's always flying out the door. Thank you so much for all of those tips. I agree with the book recommendation. That book was a life changer for me. Yes. It was one of my favorite books that I have read and it really does help (laughs) with (laughs) any money issues that you might have. So before we wrap up, can you tell people a bit more about your programs and how they can work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Well, I mentioned in the podcast already about the Burnout to Breakthrough Guide. So if you're interested in checking out that guide, it's completely free. It goes into mindset stuff, money stuff, and it goes into other things that most entrepreneurs are bringing themselves out around. You can check that out by going to bit.ly slash ambition coach. And then I also have private coaching available. I'm launching a group coaching program coming up soon as well. So all that information is available on my website. And if you want to contact me, you know where to find me, theambitionstudio.co. Outstanding. Thank you. And we'll make sure we have all of the links in the show notes. Now, before we let you go, are you able to do our rapid fire questions? I'm so excited about these rapid fire questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's always fun to see what comes out of my mouth. (laughs) Right. Okay. Question number one, coffee or tea? Um, Hot chocolate, actually. (laughs) I agree. I love it myself. I understand. Okay. Question number two, what's your favorite book? It can be business, not business, whatever. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've dropped two of those on this call, but my favorite book is The Alchemist. That is top number one favorite, The Alchemist. I haven't read that, so I'm going to put it on my TBR. Um, Number three, what was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? What'd you do for yourself? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, What's the first thing I did to celebrate myself? I I think (laughs) this is so funny. Um, So when I landed my first corporate contract, with like a coaching group. Um, I remember being in the car and just screaming ecstatically because it actually had happened all the way I wanted it to happen. And I think we went out to dinner or something, um, but I'm really big into rewards. I always have rewards based off of my different milestones. So I'm pretty sure there's some trips in there, some purses, <laughs> some massages. <laughs> That's fantastic. Our, our next question is, do you have a word for the year? If so, what is it? Simplicity. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. That is my new jam for 2018. (laughs) I love it. And our last one, which is always a divisive topic, Apple or PC? Well, since I want to stay married, I have to say PC. (laughs) (laughs) My husband is a Microsoft tech for sure. And if I ever brought an Apple product in here, um, I would be a single woman. (laughs) So yeah, PC. And now, last of all, please tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm over at theambitionstudio.co. I mentioned to you guys as well, if you want to check out the Burnout to Breakthrough Breakthrough Guide, you can go to bit.ly slash ambitioncoach. And on social media, I am theambitioncoach. I love Instagram, so you always check out some stories there. Um, And I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. 
That was an awesome interview. I loved it. I really like Kiara. She has so many good tips and she's just so approachable. And I just, I love her personality. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot too. It was good. Very, very good. So don't forget, let us know about your biggest mindset issues. Make us feel better about ours <laughs> in the HQ. You can join the HQ at businessease.com slash HQ. And to get show notes for this episode, visit businessease.com slash episode 31. And we'll have links to everything Kiara mentioned and the books that she loved. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.